Welcome to Cutting Through the Noise, your unfiltered backstage pass to the truth behind the hair and beauty industry. Today you are with Stephanie Mason and we have an incredible guest, CJ from Emma Dean Salon and AH Salon. Uh, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. You also have two very beautiful children and we're here to um, have a little bit of a, a, a different chat today, which I'm so excited about. Um, but do you want to tell me a little bit about yourself, CJ? Yeah, absolutely. And like, thanks so much for having me, Stephanie. I'm really excited to be on the show. I've been listening to it for uh, trying not to miss too many episodes. So I'm really honored to be on this side of the microphone. So thank you. Um, and thanks for the introduction. Yeah. So my name's CJ. I own uh, two, what I'd, I'd like to say is it's two lovely salons in, in Sydney, uh, Emma Dean Salon in Roselle and uh, AH Salon in Newtown. Um, depending on, on when this uh, this episode gets released, uh, we'll be rebranding Emma Dean, which I should probably say in case your listeners try to look us up and can't find us. So Emma Dean will be rebranded under the AH banner, so it'll be AH Roselle and AH Newtown. Um, but, yeah, in a nutshell, I'm a, a very proud salon owner of, uh, of two two beautiful salons with about uh, 30 staff working under us at the moment, which um, which is great. Uh, but when I'm not a salon owner, I'm also a very, very proud uh, father of, of two children. Uh, my eldest son, Maddox, is six. Uh, and my youngest is uh, my little girl is Ada, and she's three. She'll be four in March. Um, and both my children are what, uh, what a doctor would call a profoundly autistic. Um, so just you know, for your viewers at home, just to give you a little bit of a snapshot, because that could really mean anything. Um, neither of my children, I guess, uh, you know, have the ability to, to communicate all that effectively. They uh, a non-verbal or what we like to say pre-verbal um, so they can't communicate through speech in any way and even through gestures and things is, is very difficult for them uh, my son is six and he's never never pointed at anything he's never you know gestured that something he wants um, uh, and they, they both also have a, a range of, of sensory issues as well so um, yeah my, my two children my two little unicorns they uh, require 24-7 care so um, I've got my, my children at the salons, as I like to say, my, my two businesses, my children as well, but um, two very special little children at home as well. Wow. Yeah, it's um, uh, it's obviously, I mean, my I've got my, my auntie's um, son is autistic, um, similar okay. to what to what you say actually so it's it's um I know what's involved in 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 that and it's not a, a small feat and it's it's a full-time job and for yeah. you to have two two children and plus your children at work I know what that's like too <laughs> yeah yeah they'll hate me if they if my staff hear me say that you know I hope they're taking that the wrong, right way I guess I what I mean by that is um you know I'm not the sort of salon owner that that doesn't go in and you know I'm on I'm around the salons every single day and you know what happens to my team professionally as well as personally means a lot to me so uh, i hope they if they hear that they take that with the, the way it was intended but, um, but yeah oh, i'm sure they would it is it is it's <laughs> like having your own well it is it's you care of the, care like they're your own children that's what it really means you know so it's 100%. but it's it's a it's uh yeah like you said it's personal as well as work related so um yeah yeah yeah, definitely. Um, and so, to talk talk to me a little bit more about how that, um, I guess, 
uh, how that works for you in your life, like, yeah. you know. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, look, I'll sort of take you through the journey a little bit of, of the salons and, and also how that's interwoven with my kids and, and our story. So we bought our first salon in Medine uh, six years ago, almost six years uh, to the day. Uh, last week was our six-year anniversary, um, which has you know, been an interesting journey in itself because I'm, I'm also not a hairdresser. Uh, and for your, um, for your listeners listening to that, please don't switch off. Please give me a chance. <laughs> I am well aware of the reputation of non-hairdresser owners in our industry and from the stories I've heard, you know what? I get it. <laughs> I get it. Um, I like to I like to think that myself and, and my business partner and, and my mate, my best mate of 30 years, Craig, we're different. You know, we come at things from a different angle, but please hear me out. But uh, stepping into this industry by buying our first salon six years ago, is it is and was a journey um obviously covid has been in the middle of that uh in our first year of owning our first salon these two green business owners uh we uh, we had a team of six in, in the salon that we bought um five uh, five women and, and one guy and in that first 12 months four of the five girls got pregnant so by the end of the first 12 months <laughs> yeah you see your eyes widen there stephanie yeah by the end of the first 12 months uh, four of the five girls had gone on maternity leave um, and only one was going to return. So essentially we, we had a full staff rebuild, um, which you know crammed basically, I think, 10 years of salon management experience inside of 12 months. We had to find a, a way to make that work um, and, and we did. And uh, you know, part of the reason that, uh, that I was, we were able to do that is you know at, at the same time that that was happening is when I started with my wife and I decided to discover that our eldest, uh, my son Maddox, who was about one, just under one, we started to realise that Maddox was a little bit different from his peers. Um, and I won't go into any of those sort of details about what led us to that journey, but or what led us to that conclusion. But um, it, was, it was became more and more obvious that um, yeah, the Maddox was was on the autism spectrum. Um, and to say that you know, our lives, you know, we went through a sort of journey from there about um, you know, parents who will be listening to this. You've got some sort of vision initially of what parenthood might be like and what your life is going to be like. And we started to realize really quickly that our lives were going to be, we were going to obviously have to forego a few things that we sort of thought might happen for us in the future. And really our focus was going to be um, giving our, our, our son at that point and what uh, eventually a couple of years later became our son and our daughter who were both in very similar situations, trying to come up with a life for them that supports them in every single way possible. Um, and the, way, the reason I bring that up there is, um, you know, that, that's a daunting task. That's a daunting task. Now, I'll sort of walk you through that a little bit about my thought process around that because obviously there's an emotional side you know, to being a parent, um, to being a boss as well. You know, anything to do with people brings with an emotion. And I think I'm, I'm probably a, pretty much a 50, 50 mix between being a very emotional person, but also a very pragmatic sort of figure, uh, thinker, I beg your pardon. So for the first 12 months after, you know, those thoughts about our eldest son became a reality, I spent about 12 months sort of crying in my car and, um, and thinking about, you know, the, the magnitude of what that, uh, what that meant and, and what the, the future might hold. And it's a scary thought because you don't know, you know, what's going to happen with, you know, no matter what situation your children are in, are in. but when you, you, uh, you find yourself in that space, you obviously conjures up certain, you know, certain difficult feelings, I guess. So for about 12 months, I felt really sorry for myself, to be honest. I felt really, um, you know, how am I going to get through this? Why me? And all those sort of things. But after I cut over myself, 
uh, after the emotional CJ sort of uh, was pushed to the side, the pragmatic CJ came in and I started to think, okay, so essentially, and certainly once our daughter joined us, my thought was how am I, uh, you know, most parents sort of think, how am I going to look after my children until they're adult? Whereas my wife and I, the question became, how are we going to look after our children forever? And not for the course of our lives. Now, I'm 43 years old and I, I really hope that I'm at, about, I'm at the halfway point. <laughs> if things go right, you know, I'm at the halfway point. Um, my son's sick. So what is going to happen when my wife and I are no longer, uh, no longer walking around? You know? So that really, I spent a lot of nights. And I mean, Stephanie, I mean a lot of nights thinking about how I was going to take care of my children, not for the rest of my life, but for the rest of theirs. Um, I needed to make sure that, you know, when my time comes, that my final thought isn't, you know, are my children, are my children going to be homeless? Are my children going to be taken advantage of? All those thoughts that I think most parents will never have to think about when their children are, are adults. But that's the scenario that, that potentially we're in. And as their as their father and, and you know, as my wife, as, as their mother, we, we fully embrace that. We fully and wholeheartedly embrace that responsibility. And, and in some ways, if you look at it the right way, also that privilege. So I started to think about the nuts and bolts of what that meant. Um, and the reason there isn't laughing you know, what I'm about to say, I started to think about, okay, well, how long really is that? And, and my wife is, doesn't have a female uh, woman on, on her side of her um, lineage, of her history that has died under the age of 98. And, and neither have I. <laughs> so my grandmother, my, my grandmother, excuse me, my great-grandmother, and same with my wife, women particularly in my family live for a long time so i got to presume that my children are going to live to 100 i have to presume that so i had to come up with literally a 100 year plan of how i was going to take care of my kids i'm six years into that so i've got another 94 years to figure out once my wife and i are no longer around how my children will be able to live a secure and and and, and modest yeah, a modest life, but one where they'll get the care they need and they'll never end up on the streets and they'll never get taken advantage of and, and, and they'll be okay. So, yeah, I came up with a 100-year plan. And it's, a, it's a financial one and I won't go into the nuts and bolts of that because I won't bore you and your your uh, your listeners to death with that sort of thing. It's very specific and it's property-based and, you know, I won't get into the details, but essentially that, that's my why. And, you know, just before we started, I sort of was um, just talking to you a little bit about that, Stephanie, about my why and what helps me get through the times when all of your staff all of a sudden can tell you that they're pregnant or when COVID forces you into a shutdown or other aspects of your life where, you know, I've, I've spent weeks, I mean, virtually months sometimes where my wife and I don't sleep. You know, my children's sleep is, you know, it's very common with autistic people, let alone children. Sleep is the thing sometimes that doesn't happen. So how if if you've had two hours sleep a day or a night or whatever you want to say for i mean there was a six week period where we went through that i mean i refuse to miss a day at work it's not fair to my team they don't that's not they are they are beautiful people people that work for me absolutely beautiful and they are so understanding but i am never like i'm we're determined we're not going to burden anybody up with you know maybe the burden's the wrong word that sounds very harsh but i've got an obligation as their boss basically and i'm never going to give up on that regardless of how i feel and when i say by how i feel if, if i'm tired if cranky if whatever if i'm thinking woe is me like why is this happening to me and it doesn't matter i'm going i'm, I'm my why that hundred years is ticking over every day there's one day left i'm not sitting around saying oh i'll just get a couple hours sleep and go that's not happening that does not that's not suit my why that does that is not going to put a roof over my kid's head 80 years from now 
That's just you know. So my why or our why, I should say, such a powerful thing that it is it has fueled our, our businesses to a degree. It's fueled every decision where instead of you know you get frustrated when someone on the salon floor says something or a stylist does this or a client does that. We've all been through the you know, the salons are beautiful places, but let's be honest, they can also be emotional places, and there's always someone to look after and someone to take care of. And, and yeah, I'm not saying I don't get frustrated. Gosh, my team will tell you that. Yep, I get frustrated, but you better believe that that no. come that night or the next day, I'm coming up with a solution, and that's the power of why. And I, I so. So, so much of the time, I see people sort of give up or see people say, oh, something's too hard. And I just think, man, you're just, your why is just not strong enough. Like, it's not strong enough, you know exactly. Yeah, yeah, I totally know what you're. I think a why is so important just in anyone's life. And I know, you know, um, yeah, if, if you don't have a why, there's no there's no direction, there's no drive. And the why has to be, um, yeah, it has to be strong because otherwise, you know, how, yeah. do, how do you get through all of those tough moments? You know, I think, you know, it's um, it's super important. And, and I think for a lot of people that why doesn't exist. So how to find, and that in, in itself is is yeah. quite daunting, you know? Uh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And it's it's funny, you know, I've, I've lived a pretty different lifestyle. You know, I live a pretty hectic lifestyle. I obviously, if I'm not working, I'm with my kids. They're, they're the two things I do. So my wife and I have never been out of, we, we can't leave the house after dark because it's bedtime and that routine must, I mean, must happen. Um, to the point where I haven't been out of the house after dark now for four years. And we accept that, right? And But the reason I share that, my point is that that will never affect that. That will never affect what we need to do or what we want to do. Whereas I see other people who don't have that why. And despite my challenges and and the the things that we've got to overcome, I actually, this sounds terrible, I actually feel sorry for them. Do you know what I mean? Like if if you're sort of floating around and you don't have that motivation, you you can't, you haven't got that that rocket fuel that's going to push you through that pain barrier to get to where you really want to be. I'm like, man, I I, I don't know how they do it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I don't know how does someone achieve something without having that that force oh, behind yeah. you, man. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I just yeah, I totally I know what you're difficult. saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it's super important to have a why. Like, I mean, that's yeah. It's if you don't have it, then what's it for? What it what is it? What is life about? You know, a hundred percent. Yeah, a hundred percent. And and while obviously it's a very difficult situation that that we're in, um, I wouldn't change it for the world. And the, the reason for that is, yeah, I've told you some things about uh, my kids, and I think the difficult thing about um, someone having uh, autistic children is you tend to sort of talk about their um, challenges. Is the word I'm going to use. Whereas there, they are two little unique people that have so much positive stuff going for them too. Like my wife and I just think. Man, like we're so fortunate. Our kids are so affectionate, and you know, the yeah. joy that they bring. Like you know, some days you walk into our house, and I challenge anyone to walk into our house some days and not smile. Like I challenge yeah. you to not just be filled with the joy, and just like it's just radiating out of these two little beings. Um, I mean, yes, there's also, um, you know, unfortunately, the other side of that, and um, and you know, sometimes if you were to step into our home. Um, yeah, it's a, it resembles a war zone, you know, 100%. And, and sometimes that before I, I go to work, you know, it, there's a, there's a, it can only be described as a, as a violent meltdown that might last an hour or, or two hours and you're just desperately trying to, you know, stop your, your child from, from trying to hurt themselves through sheer frustration and you get through that and 
then you work that stuff. Mm. You know? And the only reason that you're able, anyone's able to do that, I believe, is well, why are you doing what you're doing? You know, I, I, I speak to so many young hairdressers and, and, and young people that um, you really got to understand why you're spending your time doing what you're doing because so many of us fall into a career or we fall into something, a relationship or something that we're not necessarily happy with. And you know, you've got the power to change anything in your life. Yeah. I'm, I'm clearly a, a pretty confident guy. I always have been. But there's also been a huge part of me that would, would absolutely crumble. For the first 30 years of my life, if someone said something negative about me, what about something that I was doing, my appearance, my intelligence, whatever, right? People just put you down. I would fall into a heap, absolutely fall into a heap. There's no way that I would have dreamt the 10 years ago that I could manage a staff of 30 across two salons, let alone with what's happening at home. But my why is just, like, it will turn you into the warrior that you, that everybody can be. Everybody can be. And I just you know, I implore everybody to go through some sort of you know self-reflective kind of process and think about what is really important for you. You know, anyone can, any, you can, you don't have to be a hairdresser. You can do anything you want. You, know, you can be an architect. You can be a librarian. You can be a doctor. You can be a stay-at-home mum or dad. But man, if that doesn't, if that doesn't drive you, if that doesn't light you up, you know what I'm saying? If that doesn't, like, man, you gotta clap your hands when you wake up in the morning and just be like, I don't care how I feel. We're getting it done today. Yeah. That's if you don't have that, then then start looking, start searching. Because take it from me, man. There's no way I've got no specialty skills. I really don't. I don't. I'm not a hairdresser. I, I, I you know, I've had some experience in business, but I, I, like you could put me through a hairdressing apprenticeship for a decade, and there's no way I could create some of the gorgeous colors and some of the edgy cuts of my team. I just can't do it. I just, I'm, I'm terrible with my hands, and there's no way, right? But there is, there's no matter what, nothing's nothing's stopping us being successful and, and reaching our why. Um, yeah, and it's yeah, it's 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 drive. It's a drive that will last you forever. Yeah, absolutely. And do you guys have support at home as well? Any any support? Good, great question. Yeah. So look, unfortunately for us, we were in a, a scenario earlier on where um no, the short answer is no. So we didn't really have any support. So in those early days, I remember very vividly, you know, racing home from the salon, um, you know, maybe one or two in the afternoon, and uh, just trying to get back to my poor wife who was how do I how do I sort of you know some people sort of sometimes I'd say to me you know you've, there's thirty staff, two salons, man, that's a hard job, and I'm like at times, yep. I mean, I love it to get someone's it's hard, but my wife's doing was doing a ten times more difficult job at home. Like, you know, I'm in a salon and it's beautiful, and you know, we're having it's great. And I knew my wife was in a war zone back home, and I would race home just to be able to try and help her because we didn't have anyone else there. Um, and, and that foundation at home is also a big part of why why it can be possible. You know, if you're going to go into business with someone, or you're going to marry someone, or you're going to you know, go on a journey. Make sure you guys are on the same page. My wife and I have been through hell. We have been through hell. No relationship has any business surviving. It just, it's, I can't even, Stephanie, it can take two hours to try and describe to you the stress that our relationship has put on us. But because we share a why, we, 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 we lick our wounds and, and you know, we, we move on and, and, you know, we're stronger for it. Um, so that's no, I know answer. it's um, relation. It can put a lot of relationship um, stress, yeah, on you. I, I, my, my auntie and, my, and her husband split up very shortly afterwards. It was, so she's, she's done it on her own. Um, but, you know, wow. she's, she's 
she's got some she's got some support at home of of course she she couldn't do it completely yeah. solo so um uh, well she sounds like a really strong woman to be able to do that and I, you know i tip my cap to her because you know if i was on my own or my wife was i don't know how that would have gone so you know I, I don't know her but um straight off the bat I, I tip my cap and she's obviously a very strong woman yeah she she really is and she uh, yeah she's done some amazing work with um the autism foundation so if you ever want to um, connection on habit she's I in south africa that. but she's right. um she's uh yeah she's in south africa so she's not close but she's um you know but still i think it's always nice to connect as well yeah yeah no look, i would love that and you know in those early years we didn't have have the support um but in the more recent times like specifically last year uh, that support really grew for us and our life started to change. And I'll tell you a little bit about that. Um, and also uh, an event that I'm, uh, an industry hairdressing event that I'm putting on uh, on March 25th this year, which is directly related to this support. So we were really fortunate here in Sydney that my son was accepted to a, an autism specific school called Giant Steps, which is a, uh, it's been around, I think, 25 years, just an incredible, incredible place that provides incredible care for, for families and, and young people who, uh, who are autistic. Um, they cater for children as young as four, and, and my daughter will be attending there on, on, on uh, February 1st this year, which we're very excited about. They have them both in school. Um, but the improvements in, in my son's quality of life after going there for one year, and, and let alone our family's quality of life, I, I don't think um, like it will be a struggle for me to get through the sentence without cracking up, to be honest. Um, but it's... It, it, uh, it's, it's saved our lives, saved our lives. Like the, the angels down at Giant Steps have given that, the, the, the pain of the picture, like a future that we think is exciting for our, for our kids and for our son and for us as a family. Um, and the way that that, uh, that school, uh, that, which is also, you know, it's, it's a set up as a charity, the way that works is uh, they refuse to take school fees. They want to make that school accessible to, to everybody because you know, parents who have, have autistic children might make six or even seven-figure salaries a year. Yeah. There's parents with in similar situations to us or more, like, way more challenging situations than ours who might make fifty or $60,000 a year. And the school does not want to you know, have, a, have a, a barrier to entry that's based on, on finance. So... Wow. The school requires, I think, yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing sort of setup they have. And the school requires, I think, um, about two and a half, three million dollars a year to, to, to keep the gates, to keep the doors open. Um, yeah. And they only get about half of that from the government. Um, and I'm not going to get into an NDIS conversation or, you know, I know that's a political hotbed. I'm not going to touch that here, but they only get half of their funding. And uh, from the bigger part, half of them, you're funding from from the government. The other half, they um, they ask for donations, and, and for parents that have means, then um, you know, if they, parents make a donation. And parents that don't, they they ask that they fundraise and try to find ways to just bring more money in and, and help the school out. They never put a dollar figure on it. They never say you need to raise this. None of that. It's it's incredible the way they go about things. But I feel like I'm in a in a privileged position based on um, you know, our salons and, and where they're sort of situated and, and, and our industry, our fantastic industry, which I haven't been in for long. I've been in for six years, but I feel like we have roots in it now and, and friendships and, and connections in it. I feel like uh, that we could have cre we can create something. A, a one day look and learn is what we're doing, which is called Come Together on March 25th. And what I wanted to do when I first had the idea was get some of Australia's, not just Sydney's, but Australia's best hairdressers to come together to uh, you know, provide, you know, present their skills and, and put on an incredible day of education. 
uh, where 100% of the proceeds go to charity, where 100% go to Giant Step. And the names, when I started to push this idea around different corners of the industry and started talking to people, the, the reaction I got was was immense, was heartwarming. And a few uh, very well-known hairdressers, a few very well-known artists with beautiful salons left at the chance to come and and um, and and present at this one day look and learn that we're having. Um, those people include, I'm happy to go through the lineup really quickly, those people include Michael Kelly, um, who owns Salon Her in Sydney. He uh, he recently won, I think it was Newcomer of the Year at the AH, AHIAs. Um, Belinda Mills, who owns Pipsqueak in Saigon, you know, incredible educator from Adelaide, incredible businesswoman, incredible hairdresser. Um, Monique McMahon, who uh, owns Q Colour and the founder of Q Colour and a Weller international artist. And, uh, and Frida Rosides, who um, co-founder of Mr. Smith and also an international editorial artist. Like it's a ridiculous lineup of, uh, of four artists coming together. Not one of them is getting paid. You know, not one of them, if anything, that they're, they're all saying to me they should be making donations. And I just like, guys, your time is more than enough. Um, but look, it's going to be at a beautiful venue in Surrey Hills. Uh, hopefully we're going to sell a whole bunch of tickets and, and uh, raise some money for some, some little people that, you know, have their lives changed by going to this sort of facility and, and create hope for, yeah. for parents like my wife and I. So I can talk, can't I, Stephanie? I can talk. I'm no, sorry. I love I'm, it. Just... No, I'm so engaged, so it's good. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, it's it's such an incredible story. And I mean, I, I think I'm probably a little bit emotional because it's hits home sorry, with me and my RT too. No, 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 it's okay. No, it's 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 fine. It's no, I feel for you guys. I know what it's like. It's um it's tough. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't feel for me though. Don't feel for us. You know, we're on a we're on a on a journey and we wouldn't change it. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah man, some days, like I can't even yeah. tell you, right? Some days, but and I can see, you know, I can see you getting emotional there and I, I I'm guessing that you've you you've you've heard about some of those days and, and those nights and things and um but um like I said, man, we've got we've got a purpose now. I've got a hundred year plan and ninety six um some what six years in to a hundred year yeah. plan and it's it scares the life scares the life out of me, Stephanie. It does, it really does. Yeah. Um but fear can be a pretty good motivator. And that's yeah. you know, that's how we've ended up, I think, with with two pretty amazing, amazing salons with amazing teams that just, you know, just create beautiful works of art every day. And um, you know, I don't know what the future holds specifically i don't have a crystal ball but um you know we won't stop at two salons i don't think and yeah, we'll see you keep going with that journey because i'm completely mad and i feel like <laughs> more hairdressers is, is something that uh, you know i want to i want to explore and, and manage and all that sort of thing but um yeah but look on the flip side you know I, I do make jokes about the guys sometimes but they've also saved me you know so yeah. many times i walk into those i try to walk in upbeat and i try to you know give myself a pep talk and i'm, I'm all about positive in a speak yeah, I'm a, I'm a big believer in that. What you tell yourself inside is, is who you are. Yeah. And, but sometimes when, when I've, I've, you know, I've, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to, I don't want to go into the details sometimes of what we have to manage at home. But sometimes when I walk into the salon, it's, it is written on my face. It is written on my face. I try desperately not, you know, I try to walk in sometimes the salon's dancing and I try to bring that energy up because that's what I would want the team to do. Um, but sometimes it is written on my face and, and sometimes the guys know it and um, and they, don't, they do take care of me. So um, I'm forever grateful to some of the people that uh, that work for us. And um, and yeah, but um, but yeah, don't feel sorry for me. Man. Don't feel sorry no, for no, me. No, no, I We're think it's just, it's, um, it's just so wonderful 
to hear your story and it's I, I'm getting emotional because it's like the strength that you have is just incredible really. uh, th thank you that's like a, that's a huge honor to hear that from you and um yeah I feel pretty good in this moment maybe we'll have another call at 3 a.m when I'm not feeling as positive but um but look that again that just comes back to the power of your wife Stephanie honestly that, that's, yeah. that's all it is for me I'm not I'm not wired differently I'm not you know, I, you know, like I said before, I'm not a strong person. I decided to be. Do you know what I mean? I honestly decided to be. And being married to my wife, who is, I've got to be careful that I, usually I swear every second word. I'm, I've been pretty good so far. But it's I am great. I haven't heard you swear once. Yeah. You haven't had to hit the, the beat button just yet. Um, but it certainly helps being married to the toughest woman on the planet. So, like, I can't even. I could do. Like, we could do another episode, Stephanie. We just talk about her. But um, yeah, well, I'm not a tough person. I decided to be. So anyone that's listening to this, and you know, whatever challenges you've got. And we've all got challenges. You know, it's all relative. You know, if you're an 18-year-old apprentice trying to get through, you know, your first year, man, that, that's stressful, you know, that's stressful. Yeah. But whatever challenges you've got, you get all the answers you've got are inside yourself, all the answers you've got. You do not need to read a self-help book. You don't need to go to a mountaintop in Tibet. You do not need to, you know, walk on hot coals. You need to look inside, man. You need to look inside and decide what you're going to do. And, you, you know, it's, again, it's, it's ironic. I know some of my team will be listening to this thinking, oh, I've seen him crack. And, and, yeah, totally, no one's perfect. And it's not about not... No, of you know, course not. Through. It's normal. You're human. Absolutely. It's about getting back up and how quickly you can get back up. So, you know, that's that's what we're doing. That's what we're trying to do. And, um, yeah, if anyone ever wants to... You know, I feel privileged every day that people come and check out our salons and people that work for us. It's been a really challenging, but also really fun journey. And I'm, I'm really excited. I'm excited about this event on March 25th. Tickets go on sale really soon. I, I, I'd love everybody to come down and you know, what you'll get out of it as a hairdresser will be you know, maybe the best educational event of 2024. And what you know, if, if you're interested about giving back, um, I think our industry, I think to be honest, you know, this might offend some people, but I think there's a hole in our industry in terms of, of giving back. You know, I think everyone talks about it a lot. Um, I don't see a lot of practical steps forward for, for giving back um, to a lot of different areas of our society that could use our privileged help. Um, and if you want your, your education money that you're spending um, to go to an incredible cause, man, this is it. So Yeah, I love it. Oh, no, it's so exciting. And we'll make sure that as soon as the tickets are available, we'll put them in the show notes of this podcast as well. Um, I love that. And, Thank you. Yeah, no worries. So um, anyone can, can tune in. So make sure you send that to us as well. But we'll um, do. Uh, I'm super excited to uh, – I'm sorry I won't be able to probably come to that event in March because I'm all the way in Spain. But um, for oh, anyone wow. that does, okay, yeah, yeah, that's why it's daylight here. Oh, right. Oh, wow. There you go. Nice one. Yeah. But um, please, yeah, anyone that uh, is interested, uh, reach out to us um, or CJ. We'll put in the um, show notes as well, any handles um, so that they can reach out to you and, and um, ask any details directly as well. Um, yeah, but really, honestly, this has been by far my favourite podcast. Thank you. Um, oh, still emotional. It's like, oh, it's really <laughs> wonderful, like what you're doing. And I think just in terms of empowerment and just like, you know, you get hit by things um, in your life and just to overcome them like you have is just incredible, really. You have to really be so proud of yourself, like and you and your wife, like, well done, really. Oh, that's really sweet, Stephanie. Thank you. And um, I mean it. it's a work in progress. Yeah, thank you. It's a work in progress for us, to be honest. It's. It's, um, you know, the strength of our relationship and, um, you know, man, the, the stuff we've said to each other and the stuff we've, you know, when you've, you've been like two soldiers in a trench, you know what I mean? Yeah. When you're in the middle of a war zone, there's bullets flying around. You think you can either look to each other and decide that, no, let's go, you know, we're going to run our separate ways and hope for the best. 
we're going to realize that you're stronger together. And man, I'm a, I'm a firm believer, whether it's business, whether it's your personal life, whatever it is, you are so much stronger as, as a group. And one of our, our mottos that we're, we're looking at in the salon is if you want to go, uh, I better get this right. It's something I've been working on. I've actually got a presentation to the team to, to take this to them. Um, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And that, yeah. that has been the core of, of anything good I've ever done in my life has never been by myself. Mm-hmm. It's anything good that's a real serious goal for you. Find someone who's got the same why. So important. Yeah. Yeah, I can hear, uh, I think it's uh, bath time and I can hear some people getting upset. So I better go. Yeah, okay. But thank you so much <laughs> for jumping on today. And uh, yeah, as I said, um, guys, make sure that you stay tuned to, to the podcast and also check out their event on the 25th of March. And thank you everyone for listening. And thank you so much, CJ, for being on the call today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an honour. Thank you, Stephanie. I appreciate it. Thank you. And for everyone that's listening in, stay tuned to Cutting Through the Noise, uh, your industry podcast to cut through the noise. Thank you very much. Bye.